an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Ask Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Ask Bros. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Way hey. Uh, welcome. I'm pretty tired. My baby has teeth now, which means she cries every two hours, which means my life and my soul hurts. And Darren's a cunt and insists on making me host. So therefore, it's going to be, you know, one of those episodes where I sort of ramble my way through it. Scunny's in a great mood. He got an adult cuddle, which is really nice because he wrote a really nice, like, oh, I love you, my wife. Happy birthday on this special day where it was an anniversary. I don't know. I didn't really read the content. I was too busy writing the trolling message underneath to understand the content of what it was written about. But he's in a good mood. I've got coffee. Arsenal is shit. Uh, the name of this podcast is It's All Gone Fucky. But my question is, was it ever unfucked? Has it all been a lie? Has this been like a toxic fucking relationship where, you know, you think the other person is supportive of you and then, you know, you're telling all your friends like, oh, she's really nice. And your friend's like, we're not sure about that cunt. And you're like, no, no, she's really nice. She really fucking looks after me. And then guess what? She sucks your friend's dick. She fucking gives an adult kiss to your friend's dick. And I fucking feel like that's what Arsenal have done, right? They've like held our hand. We went to a movie. Mikel Arteta was like, oh, let's go out for tapas, right? Let me take you out for tapas and dancing. Do you, do you want some fucking... Do you want some Rioja? Oh, oh, guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to take another man's dick in my mouth. Anyone? No. <laughs> Mate, she's slurping on fucking sangria. That's what she's doing. <laughs> Big time. Slurping on sangria. 24-7. Scunny, we're our friends right. We're our friends right, Scunny. Is Arsenal no good for us? Should we have given her the flick when we when we first smelled the scent of another man's dick on her breath. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. This, is, this podcast has started so low, so low, I'm going to try and bring it back up. You two are, I haven't even listened to you, Scully. I, I don't even know what your opinion is, but I'm not Mate, sitting here. I'm, I'm with Max on this one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Darren. I'm jumping in quick. We're, I'm Good. on Max with this one. We're getting fucking sloppy seconds. That's what we're getting right now. We are. <laughs> What did you expect in this project? What did you expect? Do you expect us lot, to win to every honest. fucking game? Do you expect no, us, I expected to, us to, to win the title? A, I expected us to have a one dick misses. I expected us to have a bit of balls, if I'm being honest. You know, at least at least one testicle. You know, it's just you know, at the minute now, you know, it's it's like they, they've got them right here or something like that, and you're just being squished tightly, ever so tightly, every other game, and then it'll release a little bit, and then it'll go again, it'll go tighter. I don't, Darren's I don't, like, what I don't the fuck you. are you two talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. I really don't get you. I really, really, really don't understand the outrage this week. I really don't no. get it. I even went on Twitter and had a little read just to see if the comments that I'm getting in the pub and from my mates and that uh, are the same as they're online, and, and they are, they're worse. I just don't really understand where you're coming from. I really, 
really don't. This, we said at the start of the season, this was going to be a difficult year. We had lots of players we didn't want and we got rid of a lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. We made a, a plan to, to bring in some kids and we were hoping, hoping that if 70% of those kids turn out to be great, then we've got a foundation to build something. But I don't understand when we've just played two games in a week and we've lost back-to-back away games, one against Manchester United, once against uh, Everton. And suddenly, you know, like we, we weren't, this wasn't Man City, this wasn't Chelsea Liverpool where we were played up the park. These are games that we should have won. That's where the disappointment should be. We were as good as Manchester United, if not better. We were as good as Everton, if not better. And the disappointing thing is that we didn't turn that, those two games into two victories because that's the frustration and the despair because we we know when we look at that team, it's better than those teams. And at spells in both games, we were much, much better than those teams. We, we, was, didn't we was good in the first, I'd, I'd say we was okay in the first 20 minutes of the Everton game. I wouldn't say we were brilliant. I'd say we were pretty good. You know, okay, okay to half decent. But, you know, the rest of that Everton game, we was getting absolutely smashed, Aaron. What game were you watching? Was you watching last year? I was just well, about to say, what fucking look, game were you watching? It was a teller. I'm not defending the performance. It was disappointing. We were up against a a, a, a really mediocre Everton side, and it's a game that, that we should have gone like the, last, the last nine games. But we've just lost to a, you know, a screamer in the top corner five minutes in, or into injury time. You know, it wasn't, this game was ours and we sat back and we were inexperienced and we let them come on and on and on. The third to time we let him problem. take that shot on. Third time we'd let him take yeah. the same fucking it's shot not, on. It wasn't just that, like, even... even... There you go, Mike. There you go. You go. No, I was just about to say, even though that scream in the last 90th minute, yeah, it was a great goal by uh, Damien Grayley. A hell of a goal. But it wasn't for the fact that we wasn't getting, you know, it was it, it wasn't it it just didn't come from nowhere. We we was getting pressured throughout that game, you know. We we were really lucky in the sense of that a couple of them goals were offside. It would have been a four-one. You know, we was getting yeah, it would have been see, this, see, that's just, that's just you know, it would have been a four-one. Every time we went behind or close, we looked like we were gonna go up the other end and score. Yeah. I mean, right at the end, we went two one down with three minutes to go, and Aubameyang misses a sitter. All right, at the end of the uh, game. And Ketsia, by the way. Sorry? Yeah, I'm talking Ketsia, about um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they scored, we went up the other end, we should have scored. When they got their their winner, we went up the end and we should have scored. The issues are the same issues that we're talking about week after week. I said in this the last time we did a podcast that number one on the January shopping list has got to be a striker because we're playing with 10 men and with Thomas Party in the middle. I've been asking for weeks, is he all that? I've made up my mind. No, he's fucking useless. Okay, now I've been telling you that for a year since we got him and I hope and I hope and I hope that he gets better. But he hasn't shown anything. There's the man who's giving the ball away in the middle of the park. If Xhaka was doing that or El Nenny was doing that, you'd not be screaming about how terrible they are. But it's I taken am, you I a am year. Got, I am not to the part where I need to get I, on Partey yet, to be fair. Yeah, where I get on Partey, where yeah. I get on Xhaka. Where I get on what did Jack do? First game in three months. Oh, you know, first game in three months. On. And I tell you what, yeah. for the first hour, he was the best of the two midfielders by far. Darren, the best. I didn't even, I didn't even fucking jump. It, it's not about the fucking performance. It's about the message it sends to the team from the manager. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, man of the match, back-to-back games, ass fucked out of the squad. Sambi Laconga, young kid. I would argue has been our best midfielder this year. Has outperformed Thomas Party, gets bummed 
uh, against fucking. Yeah, then on, comes back on. and he's the man of the match. No, he finish, the he's man days. of the match against Newcastle. Eight games in the next 21 days. Eight games. Yeah, we, 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 we've got to rotate this. We had to bring. Matter. You could have brought Jacker on off the bench. You could have started Lakonga. You could have given Jacker the 60 minutes. The, the, my issue with Jacker isn't around Jacker's specific performance because the entire team's performance was so bad. And I'll mm. give you the word, Darren. The reason why everyone is fucking blowing up, or the reason sorry, there's been people blowing up all season, Darren. And I, I, I put those people to one side, right? Because they want our tether out, and they like. I, I think there is a masochistic element to the Arsenal fan base moment to a large. And you're joining. They it. almost. Want, I'm not fucking enjoying it, Darren. Does this face? You are like joining it. You are joining that masochistic no, I'm not, movement. No. I'm not joining it, Darren. I am smart enough and I'm a good enough fan and I am tactically aware enough that I can have a look at what's happening and see a team of people, see 11 players out there who don't fucking deserve what they're getting at the moment from this manager. And here's what fucks me off the most about it, Darren. Here's what fucks me off the most about it. He ran out of fucking balls. He's run out of bottle. He's a fucking coward. I'm going to take a line from Manny's book. He's a coward. You know why? Because in the last two fucking games, we look dead like the 2020 Arsenal, which we just spent the first third of the season moving away from. We spent the first third of the season moving to a more athletic, more progressive, more ball-carrying model with players like Sambi Laconga and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. And as soon as we are given the option, we go straight back to this centre midfield, pulling into fucking left back three, KT going running up the fucking pitch, completely disconnected, El Nenny back in the fucking team, Granite Xhaka back in the team. Don't even get me started on the fact that why in the fuck would a guy who is immobile when he's fit who's been out with th- for, what, three months with a lower leg injury, meaning that his, his physical running time is heavily, heavily reduced. Why the fuck would you play that guy for 90 minutes on a yellow card when he's blowing out of his ass and he can't tactical foul? That isn't like, oh, oh, he's tried to do something there. That makes no fucking sense. And that's why Arsenal fans are fucking enraged. They're fucking enraged by it. I don't care about the Eddie Nketiah sub. Everyone losing about the Eddie Nketiah sub. Fuck Pepe. He's dead. He has clearly stopped showing whatever he needs to show in training. And Arteta says over and over and over again, Eddie shows up every day and does it. Eddie Nketiah, if two of the four fucking big chances he pulls off come off, he's fucking man of the match and the savior. Two big chances created for Odegaard, a big chance created for Aubameyang, and he fluffs his fucking lines on his header. So I'm not buying into that crap, Darren. But the regression, the feeling that you're being fucking snapped back into a reality that we already dealt with once. We already dealt with it for all of last season. And the fact that most of us like didn't mind so much that we lost to Man U, right? Because we were in it, right? We were in it, we were around it. There were two average teams. But most of us said, whatever happens this season, we cannot lose to the teams around us. Right, Wolves, Tottenham, Leicester, West Ham, Aston Villa. We've beaten Tottenham and Leicester, yeah. 
under new fucking managers, managers have been fucking sacked. Oh, hang on. You can't just give one statement. You can't just give one statement and give an example. And then in that example, you make two errors and then say, oh, well, that's I'm tired. I'm making mistakes. I'm stupid. You know, you can't say we've got to beat the teams around us when we've beaten Everton. Sorry, we lost to Everton, but we've beaten Tottenham and we've beaten... Um, Leicester City, I mean, you know, and you know what? Uh, we beat we beat Tottenham and Leicester playing progressive, athletic fucking football, where it wasn't all coming off for us, and our strikers weren't playing well. But we could at least walk out of there and look at it and say, "Oh, that's nice, that's different." And then what did we look at in this game, Darren? Why is everyone so fucking pissed off? Regression, 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 and fucking cowardice from Mikel Arteta. I think, yeah, I, I sort of agree with that. And I think, like you say, yeah, I was about to say the same about we beat Tottenham and beat Leicester. So, yeah, you know, there is that. But I think it's not it's not the way, it's the manner we've lost to Everton. I think it's the manner Thank that you. we played against Everton. You know, I'm not, I'm not on the, you know, last year I would have been all over it about Mikel Arteta out. You know, I would have been all over that because I was in, I was in a bloody stressed out state anyway last season. But um, this season, no, I'm, I'm the same as, you know, I've taken a step back. I look at things a lot differently now, similar to what Max is like now. <coughs> you know, it's right. We were looking like a proper athletic team. You know, you could see that progression and you could see that happening game after game after game. You can see the ideas. You can see things moving and you can see what's trying to be created with the team. But then it's like with this game, you know, with, with the Man U game, yeah, okay, we were in it. And if it wasn't for... Um, Ronaldo and uh, what's his name? I can't remember his, uh, the other lad's name now. The other Portuguese guy that's there, Fernandez, is it? Um, yeah. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. yeah, Bruno Fernandez. If it weren't for them two, we probably might have either drawn or won that game. You know, it took two class players to do that, and that's the difference between my, uh, Arsenal and Man U at the moment is they've got two really good players in their team, which we haven't really got. So you like you say, Darren, you can brush that aside a little bit, you know, like um sorry, Max said, you can brush that aside a little. You was in it, you was, you know, it could have gone either way. With the Everton game, it's it's the manner that we played, it's the way that things are gone about. So I can see why all these Arteta out and you know the, the big Arteta out people that I get they they're jumping on it. I can I can see why. But you know, you got to look at the thing is like with the Man U game, he says, you know, we didn't have Lakonga playing or in, in the midfield, he brought El Nene. And his reasoning behind saying bringing in El Nene in, oh, he played well last here last season. It's like, what the fuck has last season got to do with how well he plays today? You know, that was like a year ago or what how many months ago before? You can't just swap someone just because he played well there last season. It's that's you can't use that excuse. And then again, it's like, yes, Xhaka's fit. And I agree with Max. Okay, play him. If you want to play him, play him. But like you say, you could see him blowing out of his ass. He made, you know, he made a mistake that led to, he made the mistake that led to the goal. As soon as you he know, was on a yellow, as soon as he was on a yeah. yellow scanny, I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, he's now cooked. Get him off. He's going to get run past all, for, and he did. He got run yeah. past three or four times. And that's the thing that I think so many Arsenal fans, they just can't countenance. They can't, they can't, watch it and deal with it they're like i don't well, I fucking think... i don't understand i don't understand why you'd bring back kieran tierney and granite jacker in the same game i don't yeah. get why you because it completely i understand changes. with kieran tierney i understand with kieran tierney because he's yeah yeah he has been injured but he's also been on the bench for the last few games so he is fit and ready to play so you can understand yeah, a bit with kieran tierney because you know for me, like darren said you know i think we've played what three games in the last 10 days 
10, 11 days, there's been three games. So you're going to get some, you know, you're going to get a bit mixed. It's going to get mixed up a bit. Some players aren't going to be playing. Some players are. Because yeah. it's just, it's the way it is. And but like, I, bringing I, I, in Jacaron is just come back. Okay, yeah, give him the 60 minutes. Well, give him the 60 minutes. Don't give him the 90. You know, this guy's come, like, like Max said earlier, he's come back from a massive injury. That's had him out for three months. Okay, yeah, he's done really well to get back to where he is now. You know, to be able to play the game, but you can't seriously think that Jack is going to make a difference in a game where you need to be winning these types of games. You know, against the big three, against the big three teams like Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool, you can accept defeats. You can accept them more because you know you're not on that level. We're nowhere near the level that them three teams are on. But when you look at Everton, like you said earlier, Darren, we're on a similar level to Everton. We wasn't in a similar level playing that game. That game was awful. It was such a bad game. And I just don't understand it. And with the substitutions made in this game, uh, made in the game as well, I just, I was questioning it. You know, with Eddie and Ketia, yeah, okay, he probably proved a lot of people wrong. I questioned the substitution because I thought, well, if you're bringing someone on to come on as a winger, why aren't you bringing Pepe on? You know, he's done nothing wrong, really. You know, he's, you know, he was our, what was he, our top assister and top scorer last season. And he's not played. He's, he's hardly played a game this season. It's like, why is he not played a game? You know, is it something in training? Is it as he said something to Arteta? That's to piss him off. I don't know. But you, you can't just you know. It, we're seeing exactly what happened with you know. We're seeing it with Torreira. We're seeing it with Guendouzi. As soon as he's I, something's been done or he's not done something properly or towards Mikel Arteta, is is like he's been the door's been shut on him. See you later. Off you go. But why bench old him? Golden, old golden bollocks, Scanny. And I fucking said this on the pod, yeah. what, four weeks ago? I asked the question. I said, does Granite Jacker walk straight back into this team regardless of form? Well, obviously. Everyone, yeah, and, 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 and clearly he does. And, and, and can I just say this, right? Did we lose the game because of Granite Jacker? No. <laughs> no. Right? No, we it wasn't just because of Granite Jacker. We lost the game because of multiple multiple, multiple factors and failures across the pitch. But like I said at the start, for me, it's about the message that you send, the message that you send throughout your young squad, these kids, these grafters. And I get it. And and Darren, at no point in any of my tweets or any of my conversations have I used the words Arteta out, right? I've never said it, never said Arteta out. Didn't jump on the internet and start saying Arteta out. I pointed out the failures that I had seen and the things that I dislike and how it, it's it's making me react. I also said online that Arteta's here until the end of the season. Hmm. So jumping hmm. up and down and saying Mikel Arteta out online is daft, right? I, I don't think there's someone else in there. I don't think that he's necessarily got all of the pieces that he wants but even without the pieces that he wants, there is a certain expectation that I have of him to be able to see things in the game that the fans can see. Like things I don't get right. So Aubameyang's your captain. I get that, right? He's out of form. You pulled him out of the team to chin him. I get that. But you're playing like fucking shit. Alexander Lacazette has done absolutely nothing and you give him seven minutes. And yeah, he gets one chance, cold, and misses the goal. 
Like, how's that a way to 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 build a guy's confidence? How's that a way to to say I'm going to build you up? You spent three months not pulling him out of the team, and then you pull him out of the team with seven minutes to go. You go, I'll oh, go on, go fucking win it for us, and wonder why he's not at the races. There's it, just so much stuff that makes so very very little sense for me. And Darren, it was a poor take for the goal, though. To be honest with you, it was more like a pass back rather than a body shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just awful. But you know, of a guy who's who's really out of it. And you know, I read an interesting thing, Darren. I wanted your opinion on it, and it was about why it is that the young kids are carrying this team, and that your older statesmen, your 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 better players, your guys who are meant to be the leaders in the team, are all falling away under Arteta. Aubameyang's fallen away. Lacazette has fallen away. Pepe, people don't realise, Pepe's fucking 27. He's fallen away. You know, Party, Darren, you've been harping on about fucking Thomas Party not being good enough. And we've all been saying, oh no, he does this, he does this, he does that. Mate, for me, Party needs dropped. He needs dropped out of the fucking team and, and to go back and relearn whatever the fuck he's meant to do. You know, what Darren, if you're going to try and come in with not positivity, but anti-negativity, you know, there needs to be an argument for that anti-negativity other than, you know, we, we have a commitment to Arsenal as fans and we have a commitment to Arsenal as supporters. You know, there has to be an argument to say, or at least to counter why these things are happening. Okay. You two finished with your ranting? Have you finished with your moaning? I don't think we ranted at all, Scunny. I thought we were quite intellectually intelligent, well-spoken young men. I thought he was. Con considering what we've seen, yeah, I think we don't. I don't think we've ranted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look at that team and it was possibly the most disappointing performance of the season or the most disappointing match of the season because we've been expected to get beat by the top three and we got beat resoundingly, Yeah. Remember, we've just been thumped by Liverpool. Confidence is low. We go up to Old Trafford. We think we're going to do something, and we get beat on a on a close game. Confidence continues to go low. What do you want to do? Go to Everton, where the manager's about to get sacked. Where they came out of the blocks quicker than us. They tried to kick lumps out of us for the first 15, 20 minutes. True. And our team, the youngsters in our team, didn't know how to handle that. Tommy Yasu gets stamped in the face. Does he roll around holding his face and getting the fella sent off? No, he gets up and runs down the pitch. Inexperience. I look at that team and I look at Ramsdale, Tierney and Tavares, Tommy Yasu, White, Gabriel have all had very good seasons. White's got better week by week. Gabriel's been far better than he was last year. We've got really good alternatives at left wing. And Tommy Yasu has been a revelation for me at right back. The, we've got Smith, Rowe and Saka. Between the two of them have been holding this team together. And Saka hasn't had great form this season. But everything that we've done that's been good has generally come through him. Emil Smith-Rowe has contributed with 100% effort. And he has scored, what, four times in the Premier League? Four out of the last six games, I think he scored. They're all good things. They're all good things. And those players need some protection. I thought Erdegaard had a good game as well. He was very busy, involved in everything. So you take them, I think that's nine of the 11 players didn't actually, or eight of the 11 players, Smith-Rowe wasn't playing, didn't actually have terrible games. No real mistakes, just let down 
by two stroke three big players. Thomas Partey in the middle is meant to be our midfield general. Haven't seen it yet. I think if El Nenny or Ainsley Maitland-Niles had been in that side, or the pair of them, I don't think we would have lost that game. Every time we tried to get the ball upfield, Partey or every other time he gave the ball away. Just simply, simple passes just gave the ball away and it comes back onto us. I absolutely think, you know, it's a bump in the road. Yeah. We're lucky we've got a good winnable home game at the weekend and we will win that. We will win it well and hopefully people will start to realise this is a young side that there's going to be bumps in the road. It wasn't a disastrous performance. We didn't get spanked 5-0. We were in that game all the way through. It was a lack of game management that caused us to, to throw that match away. There's something missing in this side that when we're 1-0 up, it stops us actually when we're 1-0 up going up and trying to kill the game. There's something with that mentality where we're so nervous we're up front that we now sit back and we will defend. And that didn't work. It hasn't worked. And I can sense Arteta's frustration with that. When he talks about the game, he talks about the players. You know, when we're 1-0 up, the, the, the decision-making was wrong. And I just think Thomas Partey in the middle of the park was so negative and so terrible with his distribution of the football that the ball just kept coming back and back and back. And I think he didn't take Jacker off because I'm sure he would have loved to after 60, 65 minutes, like he did with Kieran Tierney, but he couldn't take party offers. Well, party was the one I think he should he wanted to bring off. I think that was the issue. He wasn't brave enough, Arteta, to make the decision to take Thomas Party off. And Obama Yang is now like playing with 10 men. And with Thomas Party, it's like playing with nine men. We and played playing, that playing game like with up, nine men. Playing like a Z up top didn't for all of the people saying, oh, play like her up top, play like her up top. But Toby and I were talking about this and we were saying <coughs> Lacazette looks like he's moved into that that plus 30-year-old um, body chemistry now. You know, it looks like he's he, he's made that move. Aubameyang, not so much. Like, he might lose a, a yard or two, but Lacazette looks thicker. He, he, he looks older. He looks bulkier. He doesn't look the way he looked. I was... I was looking back through his first six months with us before Aubameyang came in. He was a lot slighter, a lot faster off the mark. He was a lot fucking dartier, you know, and now he just seems to run in straight cumbersome lines and not having a go at him. But this is that. the issue, Max. I don't want to just talk over. This is the issue. This is what I said in the last podcast we did and the one before that, that number one on the shopping list has to be a striker that fits in with the style of play that he's trying to play. Lacazette was Arsenal's player of the season, what, four years ago, five years ago? In an Arsenal team that used to press, um, and I don't mean press as in like the, the the Klopp type press, but we would be dominant in most of our games against teams. We would park, they would park the bus, and we would crowd the areas. And Lacazette, with his strength, would force himself to get into the ball and thump a ball into the back of the net. Yeah, yeah. that was his style. Aubameyang. Aubameyang, who's never been a great finisher, in my opinion, has never been a great finisher, but his speed, his awareness and the, the runs that he makes were all so good that he got in front of goal and scored a lot of goals. Those two players now, Lacazette is not playing that. Lacazette is not a player that holds the ball up well enough. 
so his game's sort of gone. He's, he's isolated. Aubameyang now is doing nothing. He's lost complete confidence in front of goal. Complete. You know, if you look at his last two attempts at goal, he's hit the post from three yards out and he's missed a sitter from 10 yards out. You know, he's he's so lacking in confidence. But he bring, brings absolutely nothing to that team when he's in it. If he's not scoring goals, he brings nothing. And Lacazette brings very cool. little. Those are the two that really need to be replaced. And Thomas Partey needs I to find some form. I think there is an issue with isolating the strikers. I still stand by my argument from a few weeks ago that I think that as Max, long as... Max, I agree. Have... Sorry, let me just say that. So I agree. So what do we need to link the attack with the midfield, to link the defence well, to the, the attack? I don't think it's player-based because I'm looking at Thomas Partey, who... Sorry, if I'm looking at players in form, Right or players playing to their at least the, the the standard their median standard. I'm looking at Thomas Party. I'm looking at Laconga or AMN or Granite Xhaka. You're looking at ESR or Erdegaard. I don't look at our wingers and all of a sudden start thinking, oh, our, our wingers are really poor. I don't look at our wing backs and think, oh, our wing backs are really poor. I don't look at the distribution from the keeper and think that that's poor. I don't look at the distribution from the centre-backs and think that that's poor. And a lot of this, I, I think, as as people start to become more confident in our squad and more confident in the, the types of players that we're seeing, I think it's one of the reasons why the microscope comes snaps back onto the manager so fast, Darren. Because I'm not looking at previous Arsenal teams I would look at and I would say... I don't like that player. I don't like that player. I don't like that guy. I want a new guy there. I had issues with Bellerin. But that's you know, my point. I... You're making my point, Max. There is seven or eight really good players, young players, who we hope over the next 18 months will get a lot, lot better. But we have got a core of eight or nine players that we like. The issue the that manager, we have is we have no striker. If you look at how Liverpool play, they can fire the ball into Salah or Firmino, much, much better higher quality players I'm not saying they're not but you can fire a ball into Salah and Firmino and they hold that ball up they control that ball until players can get down the wing can support them yeah if you look at you know the same with Manchester City even Tottenham with Kane you know they've got players that they can fire the ball into and they're good enough and strong enough to hold that ball up and Darren, give that five ten seconds button, Darren if it's a magic button, it's not a magic button. And it's, it's one player. If it's a we, magic button and it's one player and Arteta's game plan is completely fucking falling apart because he doesn't have one specific player, I think it solidifies the argument that he is not dynamic enough to be a manager at the top level. If he's got one fucking way of playing, if this cunt is, is deep dick missionary and that is his only way of reaching, reaching fucking climax, then he needs to find some new positions. And this is the issue. If you keep saying, well, it's just this player, and then we just need this player. No, but we are in a building well, process. This is a process. At the start of the season, at the start of the season, we all agreed this is a project. This is a project. We have project decided that throwing, throwing money at the project, 70 million on Pepe, you know, these were mistakes. These were mistakes. Throwing 400 grand a week contract to Ozil, this was a mistake. We've gone through that. We went through four or five years of real mismanagement, and now there is a plan. You can't buy all of your players at once, but he will be looking for a striker in January, somebody who can hold the ball up and bring this team together. It's not one player. Thomas Partey, if you had him playing well, results would be a lot better. He plays whenever he's fit, 
and he isn't justifying that performance. I hope he gets better. But the forward line is where our issue is. Martinelli doesn't hold the ball up well. Lacazette doesn't hold the ball up well. Aubameyang. In fact, you, you know, if we were playing this on FIFA, if there was a category for holding the ball up, which I can't remember if there is or there isn't, but they would be scoring twos and threes because they're not very good at that. And that is the start. We we keep saying every week on this, there is a disconnect, there is a gap between our, uh, our midfield and our forwards. You know, we're creating less chances than most sides in the Premier League. We're scoring less goals than most sides in the Premier League. This is because that's where the disconnect is. We haven't got a central midfielder, midfielder who's controlling the game of football and we haven't got a striker that's good enough at this level to hold the ball up and bring other players into play. Scunny, tiebreaker, yeah, come in. Break, um, break up me and Darren, please. I'm going to come oh, through the camera and slap him. I don't know about I don't know about breaking it up, but I just don't think you know. After looking at it all and everything else, yes, it'd be nice to have a new striker and everything. Yeah, and I agree, we do need a new striker, but I don't think that's going to make a lot of difference to the way we play. Um, I honestly. Um, so I mean, what the way fixes it, is, it for you then, Scully? Let me ask well, you the question. The thing so is, I think we need. I think we do need more than a striker. We do need we do need a decent, really good central midfielder to go with that as well. But we just bought you one. Know, what do we do? What do we do? Well, Lakonga is not the finished article. We need someone towards that finished article. We just to be bought a really someone good... for fifty million. We can't just keep doing that. What do we do? Put him. Oh, we didn't on buy party. Next... We didn't buy just buy party, did we? we bought him. No, no. Either. What I'm saying is, is that we've if we go back to the argument that we had a year, eighteen months ago, where we need a central midfielder, and there was Aor and Party Aor. Is that what you call him? Aor. You know the other that fella. And, Aor would have fucking fixed this. And, and Party. And we needed we needed to do that. So we spent the fifty million that we had available. You know, we haven't got money coming in. We're not even in fucking Europe at the oh, moment. Oh, I know, I know that. I know that. So we spent I'm just it saying, I think it's party. just gonna take it's gonna take a lot more than just a striker to fix us. I think I agree with Max. I think a lot of things that need to change is and I think the thing is is Arteta needs to change. He needs to change his dynamic, he needs to change his tactics, he needs to try he needs to try and change the way he thinks. He needs you know, to take he, it from behind, Scanny. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But that's what I mean. He just needs to change the way he thinks. He can't, you know, you can't stick to one game plan for every single match. You know, and it's, it just seems to be the whole, the game plan is always the same in every single match. Smash him in the first 20 minutes, get a goal if you can, and then defend. And it, it that doesn't work. We haven't got a good enough team to do that, and it's proven that. Our, our defence has improved since last season, I'll admit it has. But it's still rocky. You know, how many goals have we shipped in so far this season? I think it's about 21 goals we've shipped in this season. Yeah, but take away the, the goals that were scored by the, the top three in the table. And, well, and it's not that bad. Okay, we got stuffed by those. We got stuffed. It was embarrassing. Yeah, but you've got, yeah, but it's a case of obviously, yeah, okay, you can take them goals away, but then, go, you know, you can take them away. You can even say, oh, if we only got. But we shouldn't be shipping that many goals against the top teams, though. You know, one or two, you can you can agree with a bit better. You can you can handle that a lot more. But when you're shipping five, when you're shipping four, when you're shipping three, and there's still no fight to go forward, and it, that's a defense, harder thing to take. And I think our defense has been bailing us out this year. A lot yeah. of good, a lot of good last ditch tackles, a lot of blocks, a lot of yeah. And, so and isn't this a good thing? You want well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying we're still shipping a lot of goals, but I'm still you know, shipping a lot of chances. It's not just down Johnny, to the in, defense. It's the tactics that go to it. 
the chances created against us this season are as high as what they were last season. So chances against. It's just our conceded goals are down, which means we scramble better, which means we get to the second ball faster. Tommy Asu has made us much, much, much better. I was was really impressed with Ben White in in the Everton game. I was really impressed with Ben White. I could see him. He was pretty much throwing himself in front of the shots, which I like. I like to see that. And I'm not dissing our defence. The one thing I'm getting at is it's the tactics and the way we play. He has one set up and one set up alone. And that's my issue at the moment. It's exactly the same setup against every single team. Go for it in the first 20, 25 minutes. Push it to half an hour if you can. And then after that, sit back and defend for the rest of the time. You can't do that in games. Okay, if you're on the up, like if you look at the Man U game, we scored that goal. Okay, with that freakish goal. You know, we, we scored that. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That come from that sort of that was a bit of a freakish goal, but we was on top. We was absolutely on top of United at that point. We should have been going for more. We should have been going for the next goal. And then the goal after that, if that Scanning, came, we, we should have been going for that. The problem is with Leicester. that is we got that goal and we sat back. I don't yeah, understand Same thing that. against Tottenham and Leicester, Scanny. Yeah. We were only good against Tottenham for, for 30 minutes of that game. It was two 15-minute spells either side of the half. Leicester were better than us for 70 minutes of that game. We just blitzed them in the first 20 and then defended our asses off. So I got a really I got a really simple question that I'll go to both of you. Sitting back and defending after one goal. Is it being driven by the players or is it being driven by the manager? Because the manager would have you believe in his post-match comp, uh, press conferences that he is not telling them to do that. I feel like it, he must have set them up in a way that that's what they're doing because you can't just lose confidence like that. So so players or manager, boys. Who's causing the fucking the deep sit? It's got it's got it's it's the coaching in it, so it's got to come from the manager. It's it's down to is it's his tactics. He's the one telling him how to play in the game. You know, like you say, you can't expect you, maybe in one or two games you could blame players, but throughout the season so far, you can't blame the players for that. It's the same thing after see, game after game. You see, you know, I've played football all my life. You, you once you cross the line, whoever's on the sidelines <laughs> got no fucking. Uh, way you can change really or affect what's going on. It's about the players. You know, we've had some good manage- managers, George Graham, Arsene Wenger. Wenger used to say, you can only, what did you ever see Wenger up on the sideline uh, berating? He didn't. He used to sit there. Wenger's style, when they used to come in at half time, he would sit and let and wait for 10 minutes until they all quietened down before he would get his message over. We are always better in the first 15 minutes of the second half after Arteta has had a chance to say something to these players. What you've got to run realise is these, these are young players that they go one nil away from home and they do get a bit nervous. They do get a bit panicky because we haven't got, still in this team, huge leaders who know how to drive that team forward. That's why he's brought Jacker back because Jacker from every manager that's managed him, realises that he's an absolute leader on the pitch. You know what I mean? And he's on his own. Party looks like a he's a, he's a scared individual. You know, Ben White, he's not captain material yet. Gabriel is not captain material yet. We've got a lot of players that are very young. And, you know, I listened to you say that the, the, the players, you know, the defence is good. Scully, you went offline early when I was just saying, Ramsdale, Tomoyasu, Tierney Tavares, Gabriel White, have all played really well this season. I was critical of White six weeks ago. He's got better incrementally week by week. He's starting to look like a really decent player. Gabriel, 
is nothing like the player we had last year. I used to be so nervous every time he had the ball. He looks outstanding this year. Tierney and Tavares, either one of them who's played, you know, Tierney had a bad run of form. Tavares has come in and played exceptionally well, but with some mistakes because he's a young kid. And Tommy Yasu is probably the best player in the club at the moment alongside the goalkeeper. The defence has got better. Every good manager starts with a good defence. Uh, Klopp did it at Liverpool. Um, you know, this is the way, you know, George Graham did it at Arsenal. Wenger had, you know, the, the back four. That was where our success came from. Let's yeah, give him some credit for what we have uh, got I'm, right. Like I, say, like I said to you, I'm not berating the defence at all. I'm not having a go at the defence. What I'm saying is it's down to the way, the style and the way we play. You know, they're not giving the defence a chance. That's the that's the problem I have. We've, we're giving the defence no chance. You know, if you're playing on the back foot for the majority of the game, you're not giving the defence a chance. You know, that you, you're constantly, they, you know, they're, they're under pressure constantly. That's my point. Goals are going to happen when you're like constantly under pressure. The Bamiyang, Lacazette. Well, I don't Thomas like Bamiyang anyway. I think he should leave. I'm just saying. What I'm hearing is it's the manager. When Aubameyang, Lacazette... No, it's not, I know what I'm saying is a lot of it's down to the tactics. The way I see it, it's down to tactics. It's the way we're set up to play. You know, it just seems like you could blame the play. I can blame the players to a certain extent. You know, I'm not just blaming Arteta for a lot of things. The players have to take some flack. You know, especially the senior players do have to take a lot of flack from how we are at the minute. Like, Aubameyang's got to take his flack. Lacazette's got to take his. I think Jack has got to take his to a certain extent. Okay, he hasn't played for three months, but he's still got to take some flack for some things. And yeah, like yeah, yeah, as well. He, he was terrible. He was lying at home with his foot up and he was watching fucking coronation. Well, no, well, yeah, no, but I'm just saying know, well, the our, season win record, our win record without him went through the fucking roofs. So. Yeah, well, there is that, you see. But, you know, so... You know, he's looking at a Jack flag, yeah, but I'm just saying for last season, he's got to take the flack for a lot of things that happened last season. It's, yeah, you know, I get what you're saying, Scunny. It's not just about nowness. Some of these guys have been in the club for extended periods of time. Yeah, you know, so if anyone can look at it in the state of nowness and say, well, in this game, he didn't fucking cost us anything. But historically, we're looking back through him. You know, it's like I said about as soon as he's on a yellow and he can't tactical foul. You know that that's that's a, a, a failure of that player, regardless of what he brings on on the pitch. Um, as as when far you've as got a front line of Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Martinelli, and Thomas Partey in midfield, when every time they get the ball, they lose it and it comes back. That's where the pressure goes on the defence. We played, and, and let's you know not lose sight of this. I think for about the first half an hour in the Everton game. They were trying to kick lumps out of us. They were throwing in tackles. Yeah, they were really up for it. They were over the top. It was that idiot of a referee, and you know we were oh, we were getting kicked. Started, we were getting indeed. kicked to pieces. But for a good half an hour, we actually I was I commented I was watching, watching it with my mate Paul. I go to the games with. I drove over to watch the game with him. And half an hour in, I remember saying, do you know what? We're playing well. We're playing out well from the from the press. We're playing out. It was all going well until it got to the front. And when it gets to the front, Aubameyang would lose the ball instantly. If he was on, Lacazette would lose the ball. You know, we haven't got players that are good enough to hold the ball and bring the players up the pitch. You know, it's football. If we sat deeper and deeper and deeper because we didn't have a release valve, yeah, Erdegaard right. did very well, I thought, for keeping the ball, but nobody else. We also didn't have Emil Smith-Rowe in this game, and you can't just rely on one player. That would be stupid. But you realise how well, good he is now at finding goals. space and holding the ball up and just linking the play with somebody else. We didn't have him. So there's there's reasons. The biggest 
frustration of the game on Monday night is that we are better than Everton and we didn't play better than Everton and we didn't win the game, you know? Yes, and I think we can keep going around the traps, right? Because this is what Arsenal fans do. It's the players, it's the manager. It's the players, it's the manager. It's the players, it's the manager. It's the ownership, it's the player. It's the manager, it's the ownership, it's the board. It's the players, it's the manager, it's the owner, it's Mate, the board. It's Eddie. We should bring Twitter, Twitter is awful at the minute. It's you know, absolutely it's, it's, it's awful. It's just around and around. But the one thing I will say, right, as the, as the priest of Arsenal, right, is I do not absolve Arteta of all of his sins. He can't go away, Darren, say fucking seven Hail Marys and rub his fucking rosemary bollocks, right? And be absolved by Drinking fucking God himself. I'm just, I'm just saying. If Arteta is going to make it as a Premier League manager, he will look at performances like the one on Monday night and the one against Manchester United and try to work out where his mistakes were and he will improve. If he doesn't, he isn't the manager for Arsenal. Let's be yeah, straight. We don't know. Arsenal, I've said it from day one. It was a strange, strange is the word I've always used. It's a strange appointment. It was a strange appointment. Mm -hmm. A club as big as Arsenal Football Club employing someone who has absolutely no managerial experience. Very, very strange. However, in his short time I've been there, he has transformed our club with the help of the owners and the, the, and the board to try and get rid of some of the problems that have been caused over the last five years. This is his team he is building now. This is his he team. finishes eighth, Darren? I don't he believe he will. It, what, it, okay. Flash forward, boys. And, you know, there's two hypotheticals on the table. One of them is he, he gets fifth and all of these conversations, everyone are Ted around him, all looks like a cunt. That's what we hope for. And that's what we've said from the start of the season. That's been across everyone on the Arsbros. Our stance has always been, I have doubts. I can't see us getting rid of you until the end of the season regardless, nor do I think that would necessarily be a, a, a smart move, an intelligent move. I think that just buys into the, the Premier League world, you know, the rotisserie chicken that is fucking management. Rotisserie chicken? Mm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway... But well, let's hang on a minute. You were doing forward. spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch a minute ago. So <laughs> yeah, let's just flash forward away from that that possible reality, right? That fifth, sixth place possible reality, and let's flash forward to maybe an end of December to the end of the year, and Arsenal finishing in the same position they finished last year, with a very similar goal difference, with a very similar defensive record. Because if you look at it statistically, that is where we are tracking. We're not tracking as, as great improvements in any area, even though the optics of it, the way it looks, is that we're improving in some senses. Let's flash forward then to that conversation, because I think we can all agree, not a single one of us right here, right now is saying, it's time to go today. None of us no. are saying that. No. I, I, we've, we've seen both sides of the equation. We're seeing improvement. We see that there's still failures. We're unsure. We always said he had the season. But Darren, end of the season, right? What did we finish last year? Was it seventh or eighth? Eighth. Eighth. End of the yep. season. Let's say we finish seventh, right? A one-spot improvement for all of the investment and all of the time and all of the effort. Darren, it's now the end of the season. There are managers available. Seventh position with all the money spent, whatever we do or don't do in January. What's your stance at that point? Well, 
I don't think seventh is good enough for Arsenal Football Club. And at the end of the season, I think we will have a better idea whether this team is improving or not. We have improved steadily through this season. Our defence has got better. Players have got better. But the mentality is wrong within that team. Stick or twist, Darren. Seventh spot, end of the season. Stick or twist. I'm, I'm sort of with Darren on this one. You know, you've got to look at it. We've got to have this conversation towards the end of the season, I think, to be fair. You know, I'm I'm in the sense of, obviously, if he's, if he's one place better, I agree with Darren. You know, it's not good enough. It isn't good enough. But... Um, you know, I, where I disagree it's with also Darren too, is obviously, but... yes, the team has been playing better, but if he's on if he's getting seventh, then yes, I do think he needs to go. You is know, I only predict I, I predicted us to be eighth again, so did around I. that eight, I, around okay. That eight, well, that I was the point I was going to bring up. I actually wrote that down before but, we started. You both said we'd finish eighth, yeah, yeah, you both said eighth. And you know, within and we're four points. We're 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 almost halfway through the season, and we're four points off fourth. Okay, and that's on the back. We're also of three, three points. That's we're on also the back. three points off that off eighth. Hang on. So look and that's on the back. The table. That's on the back of three consecutive away defeats. Yeah, hmm. we're 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 four points off fourth, and yet this whole tone of this. You've got to expect if you're thinking that we're going to finish in eighth. If that was your thought process at the start of the season with his team that we would finish eighth, then you must have expected some bumps along the road. Because if oh, you didn't expect the bumps along the road, then, you know, I, I don't understand your mentality. Yeah, I'm the one I who should be. I'm the one Darren, who should be disappointed because I said we can I make that top prediction, four. I hadn't seen Lakonga. I hadn't seen fucking Tomiyasu. I hadn't seen Tavares. So, you know, the, that's where the disappointment is, is. That's where I thought we were at the start of the season, before I'd seen the signings, or oh, I'd been okay. So sorry, you like the way we're going. You like the way we've improved the squad. You're impressed by Arteta's signings. Well, the way I see it is, yes, yes, okay, okay. I did predict eight, and I still am maintaining that we're going to finish around that mark, and I will still maintain that because yes, I do see improvements in certain aspects, but I also see, like Max said there. You know, we're four points off fourth. I'm not delusional enough to think that we're going to finish top four. I don't think we're going to do that. It would be, it'd be honest with you, I'd be ecstatic if we did, but I'm not delusional enough to think that we're going to get that. And when I see people at the moment saying we're only four points off top four, you know, like you say, bumps in the road, it's going to happen. We've had bumps in the road. The way I see it is when these bumps in the road come, I want to see a little bit of fight to this bump. I want to see some sort of action from the team, from the manager, to put, you know, to say that we've had a good game. Okay, we lost, but we still had a good game. At the minute is when we see when we see some of these bumps in the road along the way, it's just like we're not getting that action. We're not seeing that drive to that mentality to think we've got to go for this. You know, we've got to take the ball by the horns, for instance, and make some kind of effort. There's some of these games where I think to myself, for fuck's sake, just seriously, what the hell are you, what, what are you playing at? See, I, well, the bit I don't understand in that is that this season so far, if we can take away, and maybe I shouldn't say it, but if we can take away the first three games of the season when most of our signings weren't in the, available, when we got beaten by Brentford, Manchester City and Chelsea, yeah, if, you can, if I can just take those three out, because I think 
Once the transfer window finished, things are different. If I look at the results and performances since that day, how many disappointing performances have there been? Everton? Everton. Uh, I thought Burnley was a disappointment. I know we won, but well, I thought Norwich, it was a disappointing thought performance. Norwich, we were poor. Burnley, we were poor. Sorry, but you're, you're okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so we I won, said, but it was I a said, poor no, performance. I did, we I did say what I said. I said results and performances. How many results and performances were bad? So, okay, the performances against Norwich and Burnley weren't very good, but the team did exactly what you're asking them to do against Everton and win yeah. a game when we played but bad. I'm not, uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. I, that's what I'm saying is, it's like, yes, it, okay, the, the performances weren't great, but when we when we lose, I want to see a performance. Okay. So when we, when we question, lose, I want to see a performance. So, I don't so want to see us question, rolling over. Since those opening three games of the season, how many times, when you look at the results and the performance, have we been disappointed? I'm just looking now. <laughs> I can't remember half the bloody fixtures, to be honest with you. But I, I, I to, but Matt, me, you answer. I'll be I, back. I'll for be. me, if I if, if I can think through, I was disappointed that we didn't win at Brighton. I thought that performance was yeah. poor. poor. And I was disappointed that we didn't win at Everton. I thought that performance was poor. I thought I, we were I, out. I was, last, I was I, also disappointed with the, the Man United game. See, yeah, I but, wasn't but, disappointed. But, in the no, but see, I, I was disappointed into so I was disappointed, but you know, I understand why we lost because we lost the two really good players, but I was also I disappointed with the fact I thought the menu game was like a, a, a flashback game for me. It wasn't boring, it wasn't yeah, too it was good. Yeah, it wasn't boring or anything actually, like that. But I thought I it was enjoyed the you know after the, the first goal, after the first goal, we was very poor after that first goal, you know, up until they got the equalizer, and then we started playing again. You know, and it's it's just them them in between moments. I thought I was quite poor. Mike, um, does, this, does this stink to you a little bit of um, some of the conversations we had in and around Emery during his winning streak, where we were almost we were almost looking at players and thinking, "Are we improving? Are we improving?" The results were improving, but the performances weren't improving, and then it all fucking fell apart. Anyway, because for me, I like I can taste Emery's dick, right? It's it's still there. It's just on the 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 meaty part of my palate. Well, yeah, because if you look at it, the twenty two beaten run, it won a great it won against great opposition. Not that I can think of. That you know, there was no one to note that I can think. Wow, we actually went to that side and absolutely smashed them all over the place. You know, it's the same. It's the same thing now. When we see now, you go to a team and you think to yourself, "Okay, we've got a chance at winning this, but we're not going to smash them all over." But at least with the Emery's Emery's teams, when he had when he was at the when he was at the club and his team, at least you know we was going to get a goal or two. We played. Now we played, we're not getting we that. Some really nice. We played some really nice football under Emery. If anything, it's actually the opposite because we never defended well under Emery. We got run past. No. We conceded a huge amount of chances. Per game, I mean, when you look back through some of the players who we've moved on since, you know, you can you can see the the issues there. So let um, me just sum up then. So what from what I'm listening to you say is that uh, Arteta's improved the defence. You both said that, yeah. He's improved some of the young players. I think that's fairly obvious. Um, when I talk about outside of those first three games, which games you've left being disappointed, we've got one and a half. 
one and a half. No, because I was disappointed quite a few. You go, you look at look at you know, you didn't give me a chance. I wasn't expecting that question. No, no, but you know, I look back and I think the Crystal Palace game was quite disappointing. You know, the Liverpool game, okay, it's a top four team, but we shouldn't have been losing four nil. If we've got any, like you say, we've improved and stuff like that. Yeah, we have improved in some respect, but in, in the sense of obviously what watching we what we saw against Everton, we lost 4-0 and we played we're, pretty much the same way. We're, we're, we're not expecting anything. You're both expecting us to finish eighth. We're, we can see some improvements. It's a bump in the road. Let's sort of get hysterical. It's a pretty fucking sizable bump. There have been other bumps that I've been able to justify. This we lost Everton to a, a, an injury time screamer against away at Everton. Never a, a, never a ground we've done well at. fucking opportunities. Four opportunities to hit that top corner. Two of them got blocked. Ramsdale fucking saved one. And then he finally fucking dialed it in and smashed I watched it. Liverpool in play, who, who were Liverpool playing at the weekend? Um, I watched Liverpool. They won 3 0. The man of the match on the highlights that I saw was their goalkeeper, Allison. Um, it's not like we're saying, you know, Liverpool were cut open three times. I think it was Wolves. They got cut open three times and Allison made three spectacular saves in that game. Nobody talks about it because we just expect him to do that. You can't say, we nearly let in goals, but our goalkeeper saved it. That's what we've got, a fucking <laughs> great goalkeeper. No, but the, yeah, but the thing is, that with the Everton game, it wasn't just about that one time, what um, thing is going about, um, what, Max is going about Damian Gray is the fact that obviously there was there was opportunities there for Everton and two of them got called offside. Unfortunately for us, they got called offside, but it was there. You know, you could see it coming. It was going to happen, and yet we and still didn't do fuck all about it. It's going to happen from almost the first kick of the fucking game. Like they never, ever, ever looked at the races. And the reason why this burns so much, the reason why this hurts so much, is because for so many of us, Darren, the, the logical part. The logical part of our brain said, we're not competing with the top four this year. We may not even be competing with the top five, but we've got to go and compete with the teams who are around us, who are worse than us. And we just keep fucking giving teams leg up. You know, we keep making them look better than what they are. We make their midfields look better than what they are. We make their fucking play. We play. If you're in a fucking form slump at the moment, Darren, go play Arsenal because we'll fucking make you look good. We might make you look shit for 15 minutes and score a goal, but then we'll fucking say, here you go, have the fucking ball, run at us, we'll sit back and we'll defend. Maybe we're so content defending now, Darren, maybe because it's the only good part of the game that we fucking got. Maybe our guy's like, oh, oh, fucking come at us. Maybe we're a fucking Bukaki show, Darren. Yeah, worked for Arsenal for about well, six years. I mean, we went, one, we one went out, we beat, Newcastle, you know, we beat Newcastle and we went to Man United. We got went to Man United and we went there and it's like, oh, okay, well, fair enough. I don't feel, you know, I honestly thought, I felt, these, you know, during this season, I've, I've fought a few times now after that Man City game initially and when Ben White come back in and when Gabriel come back in and Tommy Asu and Tavares and even Tierney at times, I always thought to myself, every time I went to an away game, I thought, I don't think we're going to lose this game. I never went in thinking, oh shit, we're going to get battered here. I never mm. went in feeling like that. So it's been that it's been nice to do that. But uh, sorry, I've just digressed a bit. But when you go back to the Newcastle game, we've just beat Newcastle. We went to Man United. We put in a you're you you're saying a decent performance. I'm saying a half decent performance um, against Man United. You know, we got undone by two great players. So, like I said to you before, I understand that. I get that. It's something we haven't got. But when you look at the thing, when you look at Man United, they've been on a really downward spiral. 
You know, they were they were getting battered. They, they drew the they drew the game before us, and then before that, they lost about four or five games on the trot. We went to Man United. We make them look half decent, and the two the two decent players that haven't really been playing well in Ronaldo and Fernandez look amazing against us. Then we go to Everton thinking, all right, we might get something from here. We need a performance off the back of the Man United game. We need to go in there. We need to go to Everton. We need to go to Goodison Park and we need to smash them all over the place. They've lost the last nine games in a row or something around that. And we make them look decent. We make them look like a really, you know, top five challenging team. Yeah, it's like, are you serious? We can't keep doing that. Yeah, not playing the team, playing the fucking badge. You know, going there and saying, oh, you were good last year. You were decent last season. So we played the yeah. fucking badge. We played the badge against Manu. We played the badge against Everton. You know, and and regardless of Darren sitting there with that look upon him, trying to make us like trying to make us slip up as well, going, oh well, well we've had we've had a good performance against them. Oh, what do you think? What what performance did you not like this season? Oh well, uh... <laughs> trying to make me look like I'm slipping up here. Don't try and do that to me. I've been on Ars Brothers way too long for this shit. I'm uh, just trying to get get some points across that we're not I as know, bad as you say. It was a I'm poor, disappointing, dismal performance on Monday night. There's no getting away from that. <laughs> but suddenly, the toys are all out the pram. We were happy two weeks ago. We were happy. Going into the Manchester United game, we were happy. Yeah, we were confident that there was improvements. And now, as you know, we've lost away at Old Trafford. You know, most teams do. You know, I mean, with that sort of Manchester United team, they're going to win more games than they lose. And, you know, Everton was disappointed. But it's a, it's a you know, th this is a time again. There's lots of good to look at. Our defence is far better than it was last year. We have got one or two, three players completely misfiring. Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Thomas Party. You know, get those on form, get those playing. That's what I want to see from Arteta. I don't want well, to see him stack. I want to see him get something better out of Thomas Party. That's the big job for Arteta now. Darren, that's the big job. That's why and he's he done it with lots of players. He's got Ramsdale playing really well. Money. You don't get paid the fucking big money to get young players up into the team and get them wanting to kill themselves for the badge because that's inherent of a young player. They'll take their opportunity. The real big money, Darren, the reason why you get the big dick, right, the reason why you get the fucking long contract is because you get world-class players and you manage both those world-class players, those individual personalities, and you manage the fucking young kids. And if I'm looking at the failure of Arteta this season, it's a failure to manage his big names. It's a failure to get his big names firing. So I'll say what I always say on all of these things, Darren. I hope for the best. I'm not fucking parachuting Ten Hag into the fucking team next week. I get that there is a process. I get that there is improvement. I get that well, we are building. Process for I sake. get that we are building from the back. I get that there are signings that we need to make. I get that there are out of form players. I get that this was expected. I get that we didn't think the team was that good at the start of the season. So any improvement is an upward trajectory. I understand all of those arguments, but I will not fucking absolve Arteta of poor managerial performances. That is not me saying every single performance for the season he has been poor. That is me looking at this game in a vacuum, looking at the performances of the players in a vacuum, looking at the output in a vacuum, the substitutes in a vacuum in this individual game. And in this individual game, he was very, very poor. If he continues down this trajectory, he is going to find himself difficult to re-employ. 
I will not stand here, though, and start screaming Arteta out, not look at the fact that we are an improved team, not look at the fact that we are better in, a, in some ways than what we were last season. But I think the idea of playing FIFA and saying, well, it, this £65 million player isn't working, so we need to fuck him off and bring in someone else. And that £55 million player isn't working, so we need to fuck him off and bring someone else. And that £80 million player isn't working, so we need to fuck him off and bring someone else in. I actually think that's a, a, a real kind of modern football FIFA mentality where yeah, you can yeah. transfer your way out of trouble when you know that your club is a sustainable model club and there's 180, 170 million pounds of striking talent not firing, I cannot absolve a manager for being unable to get one of those pieces firing, if, 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 let alone all three of those pieces not firing and all not firing at the same fucking time. I think that regardless of what you think of Arsenal and what you think of Arteta, as the manager of Arsenal Football Club, it is a minimum requirement that you would have one of those guys going, one of those guys moving forward. And if it is that it's a failure of midfield, move the pieces around on the fucking chessboard again and find me a fucking answer because that performance was fucking awful. And we've got a pretty easy game that we're running into. And I wonder, Darren, are we just going to see that that's our level? Are we just going to see that our level is we're going to go and we're going to win 2-1, we're going to win fucking 1-0, we're going to create four, seven, nine fucking chances, you know, and, and maybe score one of them? Are we so reliant on a 20-year-old Emil Smith-Rowe who scored 70% of our goals? Because he had six six goals and fucking three assists in his last nine games, right? The, the, the one fucking player, you know? So for all of the arguments for and for all of the arguments against I'm willing to be a Darren and I'm willing to be a Max and I'm willing to be a Mike. I'm willing to be positive about certain elements of the club. I'm willing to be negative about certain elements of the club. I'm willing to call players out. I'm willing to call the coaches out. Tell you who I'm not actually willing to call out at the moment is actually the ownership and Edu. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'm looking at those guys right now and I'm saying, actually, everything you've done this season so far is is quite acceptable. Not one of the signings that they've made since we've got a away from this Mina Raiola. Well, it wasn't a signing this season. I'm looking at this this season's signings. Once we got away from that fucking Mina Raiola garbage, you know, I'm yeah. looking at our yeah. signings and I'm saying we've been backed in by the owners. The money seems to be there. The signings are good. And one thing that I, I, I hope, Darren, is I hope that the idea of this, because we've gone and taken on a very, very young manager, I hope the idea of this is that we're not building a team for this manager. Because if this manager fails, I don't want to be left with a team that is very, very, very one-dimensional It has to play in one specific way. If we're looking at a modern output, I hope that Edu is building this team. With I hate to stop you, Max, but you've been talking for nine fucking minutes. The next person can take over. You have been talking for nine minutes without stopping. Well, I had a lot to fucking say, champion, and I thought it was pretty, it was much better than my usual stuff, which is like, I wank with my left foot. <laughs> Should we leave it on that point? Um, yeah, you a, can do for me. I, I, I am going to say much different, to be honest with you. I was going to just add a couple of points, but now nah, I think Max has said it all. Yeah, I've got, I've got to go. I've got a flight to catch. I'm going on holiday. Hey. I was going to Spain. 
He's got to drink the, some sangria, mate. I'm going to meet the police <laughs> and I'm going back to the Costa Blanca Arsenal Supporters Club and I hope they're a lot more positive than you two miserable bastards. Oh, I'll see we you all next week. He's going to be jogging on sangria. That's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be sucking on sangria that's been stirred with Mikel Arteta's pot. Good night. <laughs> an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Ask Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Ask Bros. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button.